Yo, welcome back or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Foods. This is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back to another week, everybody. What is happening out in East Street? Welcome back to another week and another episode. Like us, follow us, rate us, review us, share us out. Tell all your people about us as we try to grow this Educated Food Empire. This week, man, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Not enough time to talk about it. Yeah, um, there's so much we can touch on. We can touch on Ed Reed and Bethune Cookman. We can touch on um, Tyree Nichols. We can touch on the ban of African American AP in Florida. Um, we can talk about Chat GPT. So uh, we got a lot of things that we want to talk about. When we get to it all, we don't know. But yeah, before we do that, let's do like we always do. Let's check in. How you doing, my brother? Hey, man, I'm feeling good. And it has been a great week. I'm about to go on a full week of travel next week. So I'm just taking it easy and enjoying myself while I'm home. For everyone who knows me, y'all know I am not a a traveling person. I'm not too keen on airplanes and being in airports and all that kind of stuff like that. And 30% of my job is traveling. So (laughs) just wish me luck for next week because I'll be traveling all week. So, yeah. How about you, brother? <laughs> I'm good. You know, it's funny because, like, mm-hmm. if people just, like, follow you, they will think mm-hmm. you love traveling. Because, nope. <laughs> like, nope. you ain't never in Baltimore. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I ain't never here. You ain't never home or D.C. Like, you never home. But you know what? My primary mode of transportation, I love a good road trip. I mm-hmm. will do a good road trip. I will drive to here and hell and back if I could. Mm-hmm. I'm like Aretha Franklin. Put me on a bus and send me on my way. Yeah, no, but, I, I feel you. I definitely, I'm definitely a road tripper too. Um, my wife isn't necessarily a fan of sitting in the car as long as I like to, but yeah, I'll, I'll hop in the car and, and go. Um, yeah, we've had many random like, yo, you want to go to Oregon this weekend and just hop on and drive 13 hours to Oregon? Yeah, <laughs> well, sure. Why not? I got gas money. <laughs> Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's get up out of here. Right. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a enjoyable week. Um, my extracurriculars outside of work calendar is getting really booked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I like this weekend. I got a birthday party of some kid I don't know. Some kid, my some kid Carmen don't know. To be perfectly honest, I think they. It's like a family, a friend of the family. Like I don't even know how to explain it. My sister in law's friend is having her cousin's birthday party, so they invited Carmen. Okay. Like, like Carmen don't know them. They're like they had one play date. Yeah, like seven months ago. They don't know each other. But we're in this big thing where because Carmen, she's basically at home. She's mm-hmm. not in daycare. She's not in pre preschool or whatever y'all want to call it. She don't have friends <laughs> outside of like her imaginary friends. Like she don't have friends. So we've gotcha. been on this real big kick of like, yo, we need to get her friends. So which we actually signed her up for um, this child development center that she starts next week. So, OK, cool. Because we were like, yo, we got to get her friends. <laughs> like yeah. and i'm sure like around. with your daughter th- that person isn't going to be a stranger for too long right yeah. like she'll she's going to go there and you'll pretty much see carmen turn the party into carmen's party for real yeah so, so <laughs> yeah but it was like we just look at her and she's always talking about her friends and like yo we got to get my daughter friends like we got to get her friends <laughs> it's time for her to be around other kids not just adults all the time 
So we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Next week is the first week. Okay, um, cool. That we're taking her to somebody we don't know. Like we're doing a child development center at a, at our local uh, community college. Um, okay. When she did daycare when she was younger, it was with somebody we'd known for like six, seven years. Mm. Like we were comfortable. Now it's like we don't really know these people. We don't know these kids. So we'll see how I go. We'll see how. Okay. Go. Let um, it rip. But other than that, we good, man. We good. Yeah. Um, where do you want to go? <laughs> I think we can go in that order that you mentioned, like with every first talking about that, then Tyree Nichols, and then all this foolishness out in the world that precedes that or right. subsides that. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't think we're gonna spend too much time on the Ed Reed Bethune Cookman yeah. issue. Um, it's one of those issues where it's complex, but it's very simple at yeah, the same time simple. to me. Right. So you have a lot of different factions of people who have different feelings as it relates to the situation. Quick rundown. Ed Reed was selected to be the n- next head football coach of Bethune Cookman in Daytona, Florida. Um, mm-hmm. And on like his first day at work, <laughs> he hopped on Instagram and was like, things ain't right. But, yo, we gonna we gonna make it work. That's essentially was like his first post. Like it's some some crazy stuff going on, but hey, we'll make it work. His second video essentially was like, "Yo, look at all this shit that's fucked up." <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And because of those two videos, Bethune Cookman decided not to ratify his contract. So to explain what that means is, he got fired before he was even hired. Right. There's like a principal agreement in place that we will hire you. So just say a job offers you, you get a job offer, but they say pending background check. Yep. That's that's essentially what it was for Ed Reed. It was like pending background check. (laughs) Um, And before he can make it through that period and ratify a contract and sign off on his offer, they were told, yo, we're not going to pursue this anymore. And that got people upset. Now, this is where it's very simple, for me at least. You can't. You can't. Especially if you are, if you have any sort of Instagram, even if you don't, you can't bash your employers, air your employers' dirty laundry out into the world and expect to keep your job. Point blank period. No matter where you work, there's no way that some like your boss, your supervisor is going to allow you to continue working for them if you displayed the behavior that Ari did on his Instagram post that ultimately led to him not having a ratified contract. Like you can't. I don't care how upset you are with your employer. You will get fired. Like if I was to hop on this podcast and bash the current place that I work, show videos of conditions they don't want the world to see, I will not be here. So for people to call out Bethune Cookman for that, it's silly and stupid. It's very simple. You can't talk shit about your employers. No employer. I don't care where you work. Point blank period. And 
for those people who are upset about this particular situation, you have to understand that you need to protect the integrity of the institution, but also the financial health of the institution, because those two things are entangled and enmeshed together. Because if the integrity of the institution is not upheld, then basically everybody looks at you like a shit show or treats you like one. You're not going to have good financial health because people start, you know, not enrolling at your institution and stuff like that. And so what you want to do is make sure that you have a good reputation both in the community as well as internally and that there's no one showing the cracks in the underbelly of your particular institution so that you can keep this persona, right, that you have a at least a, a decent institution on surface level. And then... You know what I'm saying? Even if there are some changes, go in and make the changes. Be be quiet about it. You don't you don't talk shit about it. Like my grandfather used to say, don't shit what you eat. You know, it is just as simple as that. If that's where you're about to eat from, then you ain't going to go take a dump right there. And that's exactly what every did. He came in, started talking big mess about all the things that needed to be changed and stuff like that. Sir, they just hired you to do that. They didn't even hire you yet. <laughs> Well, yeah, they ain't even hire you. <laughs> they but even part of you. your job outside of coaching is also to, you know what I'm saying, advocate for your facilities, advocate for your spaces and things of that nature, and, and make it into something. And he didn't. He came in and just started shit-talking. And I would have fired him, too. Period. Because I mean, what else would you say? Like, if there was something else that's going on at the institution that you uncovered that we was trying to keep hush-hush in a secret, what else would you say? No, mm-hmm. I don't trust that. Yeah, and like, people fail to realize, he's not just a football coach, like, universities are corporate. Like, they're corporate jobs. Like, they mm-hmm. are corporations. Right? And yep. there's just a certain way you do things. There's a certain way you navigate. Yes, if everything is as bad as you say it is and as bad as students are saying it is, mm-hmm. there's ways you have to work within your institution to make those changes. Sure you don't is. make those changes by going to Instagram and telling everybody how terrible it is. Like, that's Especially not when what you're you Ed do. Reed with <laughs> that kind of following. Like, you just don't do that. Like, there's certain ways you have to navigate and play the game to get what you want. And he just played it wrong. Now, why I say it's complex? Two things can be true. Ed Reed could be dead as wrong, but yeah. right at the same time. Yeah. So, the way he went about it, dead ass wrong. But what he was fighting for was correct. His heart was in the right place. He was fighting for better facilities, not just for his football players, but for students of Bethune-Cookman, right? So two things can be true, but it's the way you go about it. And he went about it all in the wrong way. Because, yeah, people are talking about, now look how he now has the student body energized, right? Now they're protesting and they're speaking up more about the mold in their dormitories um, or residence halls for my for my, for my housing folks who hate the word dorms. Um, right. It's, yes. So he shed light. The students are now energized and they're they know what their worth is or what they should tolerate and put up with. And it's making Bethune Cookman move a little faster than they probably were. Right. But I think what right. people fail to realize and they jumped on the president because he went on Roland Martin show. But what people fail to hear is, yo, we just got hit by two hurricanes, mm-hmm. two hurricanes. We live in hot as Daytona, Florida, which is humid. So, like, yes, things aren't great. Yes, there might be buildings, and I don't think he called it mold. What did he call it? Um, 
I can't even think about it. I can't even think of the word. But he was mm-hmm. like mildew. Yeah, I would, yeah I, mildew. Right, because I wouldn't call it mold. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's not. He was like, it's nope. not mold. It's mildew. Maybe mildew because mildew. of the water, the humidity, and us not being able to clean those buildings. So yes, some of the buildings he showed, people aren't in there. We're not cohabitating those spaces. We have to rebuild in certain areas of our campus. Yeah, even institutions like UM, the University of Miami, mm-hmm. that has billions of dollars, they struggle with the same things. Yes. Because of the, the nature of where they are. Yes. Right. And anytime you mention anything with an HBCU, it's going to magnify it. Yep, You're going to get people who who really, truly care about the HBCU and they're going to be loud and boisterous. But you also get the same faction of those people who just wait on any moment to shit on the HBCU. Yep. And that's kind of what you have to the two sides fighting. Yeah. All I'll say is uh, we, we got through the educated part. Let me get a little through the foolish part here. <laughs> so with regard to Ed Reed and these posts that he was making online and things of that nature, it so I would just recommend that instead of seeking a job at the athletics department that you take some night courses because your grammar is absolutely horrible. <laughs> and I was looking at it like, this motherfucker can't spell. He doesn't have proper sentence structure. I, I don't know. I don't know if I want you leading my football teams, even though it's an athletic team and that's not your specialty grammar and stuff like that. I would at least expect you to have some <laughs> base level of understanding of the English language and how to put those things into word. And he, no, it didn't look like it. It, it looked pretty bad. I mean, he, he took a night class. I mean, he a country boy. He's from Louisiana. Um, and then he went to Florida, uh, the University of Miami. Like, one, that's where he, a person, and, one of my mentors is from Louisiana. He is one of the greatest minds I know. And then and he went up to your area for, the, for his career. Then he was up in Baltimore yeah. for his career. So he ain't, he ain't learned how to say some of those R words that well. <laughs> uh, I guess not. I don't know. Or the earn, earn, iron, earn. Earn, earn, the iron, earn. But yeah, that's, that's, man, that's where we are with that. Um, yeah. Just wanted to touch on it quickly and just kind of shed some light on it. Like two things can be true. I try to tell people this all the time. Two things can be true. You can't yeah. be right and wrong in the same, in the same situation. Right. Absolutely. And he just played it wrong and he deserved to get fired. Or yeah. not hired. <laughs> like, is that worse? Is it worse getting fired on your day off or getting fired before you got hired? <laughs> it is worse getting fired before you got hired because <laughs> you just, I don't know what Avery was doing. I hope he was reading a book or something like that because of his poor grammar. But what I will say is whatever he was doing, he just left that to start working as the, you know, what is he, athletic director or the coach? He was uh, a coach. Those are two different positions. Okay, he so was he's a football coach. So he was about to become the football coach. Now you got to line up something else. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I don't know where or who will hire you. Because you've, you you've shown your cards, right? You've shown, like, if there's any disagreement that you have or any grievance that you have, you're going to jump on Instagram and, and just spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just gonna air it out spell right like, shit about us. like you just like i said you just can't there's just certain things that you can't do doesn't make it right doesn't make it wrong i ain't here to debate that 
But what I am here to say is, you know, there there's a way to go about things. And he's still, you know, going on Instagram and like, I get it. He is upset. He's hurt. You could tell he really cares about those kids. Like you could tell. Mm-hmm. And and the one when he was in the classroom, tell him that, you know, they don't want him there. Um, but you can't go on. I mean, you got 400 plus thousand followers dog you just can't go right. and, and bash your employer like you just can't like i ain't got nearly the following as you and if i was to go on my instagram and bash my employer i will be at home all it takes is one i will be at home all it would take is one yeah yeah but unlike that situation in this particular case that we're about to talk about two things will not be true at the same time so there is only one thing that is true about the Tyree Nichols case. And for those of you all who don't know what the Tyree Nichols case, it is the young man who was 29 years old. He was an activist. He was also a skateboarder. And he was in Memphis. He flagged down the police to get their uh, help. No, no, no. This That was a different situation because, of course, police just wilding out again mm-hmm. in in our year of the Lord and Savior 2023. And so... This particular situation was they pulled him over because they thought that he was drunk. They thought that he was driving erratically. And the young man, you know, mentioned that he was not under the influence. He was not drunk or anything like that. They were pulling him out the car when the dash cam footage started. And so it was like real hostile, aggressive. They're pulling him out the car, all this other kind of stuff like that. They start to pepper spray him. They may or may not have tased him at this point. He starts running because he's trying to get away from getting his ass whooped. They catch him. They Well, he gets away from them. They catch up with him somewhere else. And they literally beat this boy to this man, this 30-year-old man, 29-year-old man, okay? He's not even 30 yet. I think about my brother, right? Like, my brother just turned 30 years old two months ago. And I think about his experience and what I would do if police cut my brother's life short. And I don't know. I can't say that I even know what to do because the rage that I feel about that is just ridiculous. But sticking to the topic, what I will say is that, you know, when they caught up to him, what his mom said is when she got to the hospital, after they would not tell her where her son was, they just said he's close. The doctors called her at 4.20 in the morning and said, hey, you need to come be by your side, your son's side. His kidneys are failing, and he just had cardiac. It just went into cardiac arrest. His mom and dad get to the hospital. By the time they got to the hospital, this young man had died. The mom saw her son. She said his head was swollen to the point that it looked like a watermelon was coming out of his shoulders because his head and his neck were so severely swollen. His nose was curled into an S. His straight nose was curled into an S. His ears were bludgeoned. There was blood leaking from his neck because of how severe the swollen part of his neck was. Fluid has to escape when it's swollen, so it starts leaking out of your skin, right? Like your skin is very porous and can leak those fluids. And so that's what was happening. And his eyes were shut. They were swollen. It was literally like, she said it was literally like looking at a cartoon caricature 
of his of her son that someone had drawn and all the while she was looking at him her son was dead because of these five police officers who could not fucking control themselves and i'm getting so fucking tired of these vigilante cops out here on these streets regardless of what someone did right that it could have been tr- uh, no i'm not even gonna say that fuck that what i will say is because i'm tired of it I'm not going to play devil's advocate for no goddamn police and I'm not I haven't done it and I won't do it today. What I will say is the young man in question they said he was driving erratically. Even if he was driving erratically, that's no excuse to beat him to fucking death. His kidneys collapsed. He went into cardiac arrest. His head from his shoulders up were swollen to the point where his mom said it looked like she was looking at a watermelon. And if you look at Tyree Nichols, he was a slim dude. This shit has to stop. Their local city councilman was like, this is an indicative of Memphis police. This is an indicative of the city of Memphis. Yes, it is. It's indicative of all that shit. And it's bringing it to light in a very negative way. I disagree with their councilman, Mr. Colvett, who said that, you know, oh, this isn't indicative of who we are or what our police force stands for. Yes, the fuck it is. Because y'all went out and did something so brazenly atrocious to this young man. And they also thought that they could get away with it. And here's how I think that they thought that they can get away with it, because the mom even called them out on it. Because the mom said when they first initially came to her house around 8 or 9 o'clock, that night before he died, what they started asking her was, is your son on drugs? Does he have something? He has superhuman strength when we were trying to put the cuffs on him. So that's why we had to use force and all this other kind of stuff like that. Does he use drugs? Does he use drugs? Like they kept badgering her and she was like, no, my son does not use drugs. I've never seen my son use drugs. I don't know of my son using drugs. That is not my son. That's not who he is. And they wouldn't tell her where he was in the hospital And there was also a delay in them calling for services, ambulatory services, to transport him to the hospital after the incident occurred. Even the police commissioner has evidence that they waited. They stood above his body and waited to call an ambulance. Tell me that ain't a culture of abuse. Tell me that ain't a culture of disrespect and and, and reckless disregard for human life. That is a pervasive culture that exists within that police department, that exists within Memphis. You're not going to tell me otherwise. Fuck that. It is a culture of it. And it needs to be addressed. And they're calling for people to be violent, I mean, not nonviolent and passively protest. Fuck that. Burn it all down tonight. Oh, well, let me not say that. I ain't going to urge nobody to do that. But what I will say is, I wouldn't be peaceful. In these streets, sure wouldn't. Not I. Uh, uh, um, all I could think about right now, right? Because there's nothing to add to what you've already had to say. Like there's there's nothing. Um, this is just another example of how. The whole entire system of policing cannot be reformed. It can. This it's the the historic culture, the way it was built. It was built doing this to slaves. Yep. Sure was. 
So here we are in 2023. It's the same culture. And I purposely stayed away from this story. It was into my wife who brought it to my attention last night when she was like, yeah, but you might want to read it because I feel this one's different. And I was like, how is it different? She was like, because all the cops were black. Yep. I was like, wait, what? They're all black. Every last one of them. The cops were black. So. Four. Let, let me add this. Four of them look like assholes that go out in the street and pick with people. The fifth one looks like someone who used to get picked on in school and got the shit beat out of him. And so he became a police because he wanted to get a little power and probably went above his station in life. I don't know if I'm going to use this clip because I'm laughing um, mm-hmm. because I'm, you, I'm looking at the photos right now. Yeah. And I know I know exactly who you talking about. You know what I'm talking like, about. If y'all like you can go to the CNN story because they have all five. Right. You can clearly see the four that Jarrell talks about who they get their rocks off on this. They look like assholes. They get their rocks off on abusing their power. And then that fifth one definitely looks like a kid who got bullied. He looks like a dweeb. Like, (laughs) he's just like along for the ride. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised if that one didn't do a damn thing. He looks like one of those people who like are in the vicinity. He in the vicinity. He probably did something. He probably got some kicks in, some hits in and stuff like like that. Because that's what they do, them followers. Like the last kick. But um, it's... I think of like every time situations like this happen and, and it involves black cops, I always think of Ice Cube's line and fuck the police, right? Mm-hmm. No, because they'll slam you down on the street top. Black police showing out for the white cop. Like, Bingo. every time I have been aggressively talked to by a police officer, it was a black one. Yep. Every single time. It's a corrupt, it's a rotten organization. It is. Like, it is. And there's no reforming that. The only way is dismantle this system and figure out what the fuck we're going to do. Because no one should get pulled over no matter what you're doing. No one should get pulled over and die by the hands of police officers. No one, no one at all, right? Like last year, I believe cops killed the most people than they ever had before. And they're on pace to fucking break that record this year. Cause you can't even get through this Tyree Nichols story without having to talk about another story that just happened a week ago. That just happened. And this, this happened on January so that's seven days into the new year. Like, it is sickening, it's heartbreaking, it's exhausting that this is something that we talk about and it doesn't matter what race or nationality that person is, no matter who they're policing, right? For all those in the camp of you need people in your community who look like you to police you, five people who look like Tyree killed him, yep. killed him. 
They said but, in the vicinity, they could hear him calling for his mother. You know, that that almost broke my heart because it reminded me of Trayvon Martin. When that little boy was calling for his mother and they had the nerve to say that that was George Zimmerman. It reminds me, listening to the mother describe seeing her son reminds mm-hmm. me of Emma Till. Miss Till's mom. Oh, yeah. Describing what her son looked like after being lynched and murdered. They five cops and twenty five black cops in twenty twenty three just lynched and murdered a black man. Mm. Mm. So I don't want. I'm tired of hearing about reform and Joe Biden is going to go on fucking TV again and says the solution is more funding. It's not more funding. It's not more funding. It's not more training. Because the people you bring in to train are toxic as hell. They have this in their culture. This is what they breed. They get this God complex. And they feel like they are judge and jury out on the streets. And they are taking people lives. The only thing that's going to be different in this case, because it is five black cops. They've already been fired. They weren't even put on probation or anything. They've already been fired. And they're going to jail. Oh, they're going to jail. They're going to jail. And you know what I don't hear? You know the crowd I don't fucking hear from? All Blue Lives Matter folks. Hello. Y'all silent as shit. Do these Blue Lives Matter? Y'all ain't protesting for these black cops. Hello. killed somebody. Where y'all at? Y'all real quiet. We ain't heard from you. Blue lives still matter. What's and up? To, to transition to try to get more lighthearted as we end this episode. Yeah. Because I see his face on TV again and I'm so fucking tired of him. You know who's taking the case. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Yes. Ben Crump. <laughs> <laughs> I said, can y'all find somebody else? Can we find somebody else? Benjamin so, Crump. Benjamin Crump is taking on this case. And you know what other case he just took on? He's down in Florida fighting for the AP African American Studies ban. Oh my God. I saw somebody on Twitter was like, Benjamin Crump is going to get that class banned across the United States. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like i'm tired ty- i'm tired i'm tired of, of of benjamin crump just popping up on every like there's there's more black oh, lawyers he's he's not johnny cochran people no like if, have y'all seen this like his winning percentage and people always say, well, it's not about the winning percentage, it's about the money that he gets the victims because they get they get settlements and this and that. And I'm like, uh no. No. And, all right, so I want to get to this. No. I want to get to what I want to talk about. But let me talk to y'all people about Ben Crump keeps winning settlements arguments. You know why Ben Crump always fucking settles? Mm-hmm. Cause he gets a percentage of that money. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a damn about the family getting justice. No. 
it's the more I can settle for them, the bigger percentage I can take for myself. Me going to court, fighting these things. Mm-mm. That's a waste of time, baby. I'm going to take this case. We're going to sue Memphis police because we already know they're going to jail. We know that. We know that. So what are you there for, Benjamin? Who are you defending? Who are you defending? You're not defending anybody. Tyree doesn't have a case. He's dead. What you're there for is to sue to get more money. That's all Benjamin Crump is there for. But anyway, ambulance chaser, ambulance chasing ass. All right, but let's. <laughs> so he's defending the what? AP ban in, in Florida, and I want to, like I said, I want to try to lighten us up on the end, on the back end of this. Um, this for me is a bigger conversation around how I feel. Well, I don't feel. I know our next generation is fucked severely. We in a are, multitude of ways. We are we're going to breed a uneducated workforce if there's still jobs um, into society. Like that's what we're we're slowly breeding, right? By continue to erase American history because African American studies is American history. Like you can't study America without studying African Americans. You can't. Is impossible to do so, right? And the way they are able to ban it in Florida is he has this um, no woke or stop woke act in Florida, which basically, in layman's terms, anything that offends white people, yeah, is illegal in the state of Florida. Like that's literally what it is. You aren't allowed to teach anything that makes that may make someone feel bad responsible for anything that happened in the past so basically stop woke act is to stop black people from telling you about history telling you about yourselves Um, and that's how they're able to ban ap african-american studies because of what college board and some of the brightest minds on the diaspora put together for this curriculum like scott like big scholars put this curriculum together and florida's like nope because it submitted a course for political agenda leaves large ambiguous gaps that can be filled with additional ideological material which florida will not allow so what's in the course so the purpose of this course is to introduce students to the experience and contributions of African-Americans throughout a variety of lenses. They didn't want the people who created this curriculum didn't just focus on slavery. Slavery is a part of it because it has to be. But as a comprehensive view of the culture, the literature, historical development, political movements and social movements of African-Americans. Right. So they cover such thing as the reconstruction. They cover things such as the Harlem Renaissance, the civil rights movement, like the Haitian Revolution. They touch on so much and they banned it. And, you know, one thing that's not in the course that everyone was screaming about a few years ago, critical race theory. They don't talk about that. That's not even a framework or anything taught in that class. So literally 
Florida is just banning black people from learning about black people. Mm-hmm. So that's one example of how we're going to be a dumber nation moving forward. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to talk about chat GPT. Chat GPT, which was launched in November of last year, is a artificial intelligence program that allows people to generate readable text, images, videos, all types of stuff, just using a database of digital books, online writings, and all these things. Mm-hmm. This artificial intelligence, professors have found that students have been able to plagiarize using this, not even plagiarize because they're not stealing from other people, literally just cheating, not writing yeah, any papers. Outright cheating. Outright cheating. I don't understand. Y'all don't realize how dumb you're going to be. You are now, if you're using chat GPT, one thing I had to learn when I was younger, because I didn't do all those like summer readings and book reports. Like I just mm-hmm. didn't do them. Like I would get a cliff note version or a spark note. I'll write, I'll write using those. But when I got to college, I was at a huge disadvantage. And while I was at a huge yeah. disadvantage, I didn't understand reading comprehension. Yeah. I didn't understand how to read something and then to actually write about what I read, write about my understanding, how to research effectively. That's what we're producing out in the world with all this artificial intelligence doing your papers. You're not learning how to research. You're not learning how to read, like comprehend what you're reading. You're learning none of that. You're learning everything from TikTok videos. We're going to be the dumbest society in like 20 years. Just just a bunch of dummies just walking around. Don't know how to read or write because we like we got artificial intelligence to do that. We're literally turning into Wally, like right in front of our eyes. I tell people right that all the time. I tell that tell people that all the time. Like that's our future is Wally. Like when I first saw it, I thought it was silly. But as we are getting more and more letting technology control our everyday lives from, you know, there's a, I believe it's in Texas. There's a, a fully automated McDonald's. No people working there, just computers. I saw that. And I was like, uh, what? So what if my burger wrong? Who do I talk to? What? Right. And another thing people don't realize the people who are building these systems, y'all actually also building your replacement. You are. You're building yourself out of a job. You're building yourself out of a job. Dumb. Mm-hmm. On top of dumbness, state of Florida. Come have a seat. Mm. I just learned that there is a place in Florida giving out fake nursing degrees. And people were like actively signing up for these fake degrees to go out to the world. Sure. Go out to the world and like be in charge of people's health. Like, I think y'all don't realize everything that a registered nurse actually does. Because you see like your homegirl in the neighborhood at the bus stop in her uh, in her scrubs. And you like how she get a how she become a nurse or whatever, right? So y'all think like anyone can just be, you know, an RN dog. You know, registered nurses are in every faction of the medical industry. They take care of babies in a NICU. 
they draw blood, they give medicine, they do treatments. So you getting a fake degree for that and actually not learning that mm-hmm. is a crime because you're putting people's lives, literally their lives at risk. When did like when did we stop caring about the process? Like, why is everything so immediate in today's society? Like, we need it now. I just graduated college. I need to be the CEO. I'll tell you when it happened. It happened when Popeyes introduced them damn sandwiches. (laughs) Simultaneously, crab legs started going on wholesale. (laughs) And all y'all got ignorant and dumb. When y'all started being able to get um, Wagyu steaks with your EBT, y'all just went crazy. Okay. When When we talk about COVID... We're going to say it all started with them damn Popeye sandwiches. It all started with the Popeye sandwiches. <laughs> but it's the reason why, like, so much dis- disinformation can get out in the world and actually work. Mm-hmm. Because, once again, we're not teaching people how to think critically. We're not teaching people how to actually do research, how to read for comprehension, how to find a legitimate source. Like, we're not teaching that. We just now, we just log on to chat GPT and be like, COVID research and then just let them type a whole article and they send it in. Like, this is what are we doing, people? What are we doing? Don't know. <sighs> just had to get that off my chest because. Sick, sad world. We're just going to be dumb, man. Like, this is going to be dumb. It's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. Um, I fear I, for the children. This is why I'm not having any. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could send you some. No, 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 no. Thank you. you no, sure. Thank you. sure. I have nieces and nephews that I that are forty minutes away from me that I do not go see <laughs> purposely because no, not kids. No. Um, we got. I got five minutes. Mm. Um, it was something that we wanted to potentially talk about that yeah. could be harmful. Or mm-hmm. if it was to get more legs, it would have been really harmful to the trans community. Um, you want to touch on that this week or next week? We got like five minutes to get into it. Yeah, we got about five minutes. So I would rather just go ahead and save that for next week. But I will say is watch your mouth and watch your mouth when it comes down to the LGBTQ community. And I say that with all seriousness. Because folks out here are really out here believing any old goddamn thing that comes out onto the internet. And they're also using anything that happens within family units all across the nation and hyping it up when it's LGBTQ folks and using it in their homophobia. I'll preface that conversation that we're going to have next week with that. And that is it. All right. And um, <laughs> I know you don't rock with, with who I'm about to tell you listen to his album, Gloria, because but I think it's pretty solid. Who? My boy Sam, Sam Smith. I keep trying to I'm tell not you. Listen, no damn Sam Smith. Sam Smith is solid, man. I'm telling you. you I just know. Just had me defend my community and didn't have to go against it all in the same breath. Hell, that's why. That's why. That's why. That's why I want to drop it in after you said that. To that motherfucker said, <laughs> so, I ain't like Michael Jackson. Go to hell. It's an opinion. It's an opinion. Go to hell. It's Sam an opinion. Smith. He can have an opinion. He from London. Go to hell. He's British a El- hell. He's an Elton John fan. I, I rock with Elton John and Paul well, McCartney I, I, more. I, I rock with Elton and, and Paul McCartney as well. So he was you like, you know, hell, 
I'm, I wasn't that big of a fan of Michael Jackson. I like those other two. That's fine. Yo, I know people like we don't get mad at people when they be like, yo, I wasn't a Michael fan, but I like Prince. We let that slide because they both were equally great. But so he didn't give you any other thing. Y'all saw a clip and now y'all just hate Sam Smith. I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah, I don't understand it. I'm telling you, give Gloria a run, man. It's a good album. Um, I, I, I won't. <laughs> I've actually been listening to Miguel in all of his. Uh, so we were talking about Miguel in, in some form, way, shape or fashion in one of our episodes. And I was like, let me just listen to Miguel's catalog to see what his music was like over time and what his albums were like over time. And it, it's pretty damn good. I, I, the boy is, is gifted. The boy is gifted. I mean, he he was great until he leg dropped. a <laughs> Leg dropped a lady at VMAs and it yeah, went all downhill that from was there. Pretty bad. That was pretty <laughs> fucking bad. Yikes. Yeah. All right, man. Um, for one half of the educated fools is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Peace. And go to hell, Sam Smith. 